Pantry Studio Production. The following may contain strong language and deals with adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. To the Aboriginal people of Queensland, Australia, Galkahaka is a sacred battlefield of both spirits and warring clan groups. To tourists, Galkahaka is Black Mountain, an eerie and striking landform along the Trevathan Range that many feel compelled to stop at on their drive from Mariba to Cooktown. The main feature of the park located 25 kilometers southwest of Cooktown is the mass of granite boulders, some the size of houses. The absence of soil between the boulders and rocks creates a maze of gaps and passages which can be used to penetrate inside the mountain and very easily one could be lost in only a matter of seconds. These rocks can become extremely hot. The mass of massive granite boulders towers over the landscape a black and barren site in stark contrast to the scrubby green and beautiful savanna below. Black Mountain is a place of mystery and legend to indigenous and non-indigenous people alike. It's been dubbed the Bermuda Triangle of far north Queensland due to stories dating back to the late 1800s of people, horses, and whole mobs of cattle disappearing. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and this is episode number 26, In the Dark, the Mountain Mystery of the Black Mountain. I will be the last to fall. I won't shed a tear for them to see. There are over 1.9 billion square acres in the United States alone, and 24% of those are mountainous. The secrets that these regions hold are enormous. Reports of mysterious creatures, strange sightings and sounds, ghosts and murders, and those who have seemingly vanished. There are questions that need asking and answers worth finding. These are the Mountain Mysteries. Here's Chris Sloan. If you're a Patreon supporter, I'd like to take a moment and thank you very much for that support. It keeps these stories coming every week. The letters, the emails, the messages, all of these words of encouragement also helps. And to learn that we have fans all over the globe and people that enjoy listening to these episodes with a sense of curiosity and wonderment. That's another thing that helps us keep going. 
The most important thing for me personally is that we get the names of the people involved in these stories out there because I honestly believe that no one ever leaves us as long as they are not forgotten. But you don't have to necessarily contribute money to be considered a member of the Mountain Mysteries family. Oh no. You can listen to the episodes each week, watch the gatherings, hear the blurs if you'd like, but when you talk about the Mountain Mysteries and you share the stories and you share the podcast with other people and they listen, well, that makes you as much family as anyone else in this particular episode. Episode number 26, In the Dark, is dedicated to just one such person this week. She knows what it's like to fight a fight. She's beautiful, brave, courageous, and true. And this episode is dedicated to Maddie Blankenship. She's a friend of mine. Maddie, as always, stay mysterious. Now, let's crack this can open. Harold Ludwig descended from two clans with traditional ownership claims to the site, the Western Yelanji and Gugu Yimathir. He said Kalkahaka, which means spear, was a sacred battlefield in the scene of the last spear fight between the black and white cockatoo. Now, these are the two totems representing the inland and coastal clans whose warriors were clashing over hunting grounds. Mr. Ludwig said that they came to blows and a lot of people died. And their bones also remained in those mountains that they were put there. An oral history he's been taught is that another war was waged at Black Mountain between spirits back in the ancient times. The fight was between two brothers who were giants and in love with the same woman. He said they made two piles out of stones, those granite boulders that are there today. Ludwig reported that when they each threw a rock, they killed each other, but their pile of stones remain exactly where they're at. The aboriginal belief is that the mountain originated in the dream time with a man, being similar to a medicine man, and also a chameleon, who seemed to have had a taste for human flesh. He killed and ate a young chief, and because of that was banished and fled to the mountains, he only came out occasionally to eat a human or two from his own tribe. On his last venture out of the mountains, he turned into a goanna to escape his angry fellow tribe members and had the misfortune of being struck by lightning. But he was no ordinary goanna. He exploded and left large piles of charred rock everywhere. Newspaper articles from the early 1900s speak of the aboriginal tales of the Black Mountain and how it's been an eerie and haunted place for hundreds of years. Climbing Black Mountain is hurtful to the various traditional owner groups, the Kuku Yalanji, Kuku Nyankal, and the Gugu Yimathir. Mr. Ludwig believes in Black Mountain's dark forces, which is why he warns people not to enter the site, a mistake his friend from Sydney, Australia, made during a visit. He said, I told him, don't go in there because I know there's a Bora ground but he was headstrong and wanted to go. Bora grounds are aboriginal ceremonial places. These 
are where initiation ceremonies are performed and are often meeting places as well. A bora ground most commonly consists of two circles marked by raised earth banks and connected by a pathway. Mr. Ludwig recalled, after being in that place he got home and he was tormented by what he said was devils and spirits. After he got better, three or four months later, he came back and said to me, I know I've done something wrong. Auntie Marie Shipton is a cuckoo Niankal woman. Kalkahaka is her great-grandmother's country. As a small child, she was taught to respect the site and gets angry when tourists enter without permission or guidance. She said that it's hard to tell them. They want to discover the country, but they don't know what's really there, Auntie Shipton said. She further indicated that a lot of people don't respect our culture. We see a lot of non-indigenous people. They think they know about sacred sites, but they should show respect to indigenous people by not walking on their country. For her, it's a sacred site and no one is allowed to go to that area. If they do, they will get very, very sick. She said she feels bad about it. They're heading straight into bad vibes there. Beneath the outer borders lies a maze of passages and chambers, enticing to explorers of unusual places, or those wishing to hide away from pursuers. In the ink-dark interior, sheer drops, pockets of bad air, or unexpected encounters with snakes or bats could easily cause panic and injury to intruders entering the eerie underworld. Auntie Shipton warned that it touches your very soul, and to respect it. That's the most important thing. To disrespect it is something that will haunt you forever. Gavin Deer is a world-renowned geologist. Black Mountain is his noisy next-door neighbor. He said that it can make random explosive noises when the onion skin weathering on the granite boulders occurs. You hear these big cracks and tumbles, Mr. Deer said. He said at night, you can hear the wind going through the boulders and it sounds like howling souls trapped inside. But even this man of science admits to believing in Black Mountain and the fact that he feels it has a supernatural presence. No matter how rational he is, he's always doing his best not to piss that mountain off, he said. It's very mysterious for sure, and it does have a special power. I have no doubt about that, but... It's still just a mountain of boulders, isn't it? Mr. Deer has conducted a lot of scientific studies on the site and believe that many of the myths to be untrue and that many of the disappearances to be people not understanding the terrain, the topography of the mountain, with its boulders sitting on top of each other, with large gaps in between. Well, that could make for a perilous journey, Deer said, and may have contributed to the disappearances of unlucky explorers in years gone by. Oh, there's plenty of stories about people, horses, and whole mobs of cattle disappearing into a labyrinth of rocks and never to be seen again. And that would be told about Black Mountain when settlers moved into that area. While the Aborigines have stories of their people vanishing at the mountain since long before Europeans ever thought about arriving, the first modern account of an unexplained disappearance is this. Starting in the 1870s, a courier 
named Philip Grainer goes out looking for his stray calf. Allegedly, he, his horse, and the calf never return. A lot of unnamed men would also go missing during this time while in the search for lost horses. Around the year 1800, a notorious criminal called Sugarfoot Jack and his accomplices flee to the Black Mountain following a shootout. Sugarfoot Jack and his group are never seen or heard of again, despite an exhaustive police search. Well, there was no evidence at all to hint as to where they had gone. They, they had simply vanished. Later in November of 1882, there were these two cattlemen. One was identified as Harry Owens, and he was out looking for stray cattle when he did not return. It was then that his partner, George Hawkins, informed the police and went out looking for him. When Hawkins did not return either, the police launched a search of the mountain for the two missing men. According to their account, two police officers ventured into one of the caves, and only one of them came out. When that single officer came out from the darkness, he was reportedly completely unhinged and so terrified of whatever he had seen in there that he could not give any kind of coherent report as to what had happened. It was around the same time that a man, who was known as Red-Faced George, a man with a club foot, went from a place near Cooktown called the Four Mile towards the Black Mountains. Well, George was hunting for horses and cattle, but he too disappeared. It was a long time after his disappearance that people brought his friends the bones of a deformed foot, which was believed to be his. They had found it in an almost inaccessible place on the mountains. In 1890, Constable Ryan, along with other trackers, tracked a fugitive to Black Mountain, only for the trail to abruptly end and go cold at the mouth of one of the caves. It was as if the criminal had just stepped off the face of God's green earth. Ryan entered the cave to see if the fugitive might be hiding inside. According to those present, he never came back out, and no one was willing to risk going in after him. Neither the criminal nor Constable Ryan was ever seen again. Just two years later, in 1892, a prospector named James Wren vanished while searching at Black Mountain. The police inspector dismissed his disappearance as being linked to the Black Mountain, saying they believed the miner must have committed suicide in a nearby river. But there was no available evidence that could be found to point to any real kind of conclusions. James Wren was one of the most reported on disappearances during the time. A newspaper reported the natives believed a devil was the cause of his death. Around the year 1920, two young explorers determined to solve the mysterious disappearances. Well, they went missing themselves. The trackers who would go looking for them would report no findings, and some of the trackers actually went missing. Prospector Q. Packer went missing in 1928 while searching at Black Mountain. You know, his body was later found next to his rifle, with a bullet wound to his head. The official verdict was suicide, but the locals also believed a devil had been the cause of this death as well. Then, in 1932, a traveler, Harry Page, goes missing while hiking on Black Mountain. 
He was later found dead from unknown causes. In all cases, except for the body of Page, no evidence was ever found to hint at what exactly had happened to any of these people. Even extensive investigations from the police departments have never been able to come to any kind of conclusion on the causes of their disappearances. It's as if the mountain itself swallowed them, which is actually not far from the official theory concerning the vanishings. It's most likely and most widely believed that these people fell into the numerous caves, crevices, and chasms of the mountain or became hopelessly lost when trying to venture into the impenetrably dark passages. Now, whether that's actually what happens or not, well, that remains a mountain mystery. Pilots report aircraft turbulence and magnetic fields, thermal currents, along with the reports of loud bangs from cracking boulders and mournful cries. Uh, the mournful cries are probably wind and water, but they have no doubt added to Black Mountain's mystery. A 1991 aerial survey conducted by the Bureau of Mineral Resources to test for magnetic disturbances and radiation levels on the mountain turned up nothing unusual. Yet the reports of these phenomena from pilots still persist to this day. Czech tourist Danny Makaro still has eerie memories of the time that he camped at the site with his dad 18 years ago. They heard strange noises in the middle of the night, but found nothing upon looking into it. He said that they heard a stone crumbling from a rock above them. It sounded quite close, and they thought it might be an animal, but it climbed all the way down. He said they could hear the crunching of bushes and dried up leaves. It sounded like human steps, Mr. Mackerel would tell the news. European bloggers Ivan and Danny Mackerel claimed to have been part of an amateur group who did some tentative exploration inside the caves of Black Mountain back in 2009 although their narrative blends myth and hearsay in with their own first-hand experiences. Danny neatly summarized the speculations of mystery bluffs on his website. He said Kalkahaka is a mountain unlike any other. That is why the mystery aficionados claim it was built by artificial means, and that this is the ruin of an ancient extinct civilization dating back to the dawn of the world. Its recesses are known to harbor wondrous mysteries, chronicles of sublime priestly wisdom, remains of ancestral kings, and best of all, untold treasures. The way into the heart of the mountain has been guarded by the spirits of the dead, demons, and poisonous snakes by the hundreds. Modern legend has it that this is but one gate to an underground empire, populated by an extraterrestrial race of reptilians, and a group of human slaves kept under reptilian control with the help of implementation, technosis, and the like. In the end, however, they found the formidable aura of Black Mountain simply too daunting and wound up their investigations without any real resolution to the mystery. He said that, quote, We tried our luck in different spots and soon realized that an intricate underground web of passages and pathways was underpinning the entire surface of the mountain. Thus, we were able to descend further down and explore many narrow straight paths. But in the end, Black Mountain was able to preserve its mystery. We never did find a way into its legendary heart. One experienced bushman, 
who penetrated into the mountain armed with a pistol and flashlight, gave a harrowing account of his experience within. He said I stepped into the opening. Like other Black Mountain caves, it dipped steeply downwards, narrowing as it went. Suddenly I found myself facing a solid wall of rock. But to the right, there was a passageway just large enough for me to enter in a stooping position. I moved along it carefully for several yards. The floor was fairly level, the walls of very smooth granite. The passage twisted and turned this way and that, always sloping deeper into the earth. Presently, I began to feel uneasy. A huge bat beat its wings against me as it passed. However, I forced myself on to push further. Soon, my nostrils were filled with a sickly, musty stench. Then my torch went out. I was in total darkness. From somewhere, this seemed the bells of the earth. I could hear a faint moaning, which was then followed by the flapping of wings of thousands of bats. I began to panic as I groped and floundered back the way I thought I had come. My arms and legs were bleeding from bumps with unseen rocks. My outstretched hands clawed at space. I expected soil walls and floors but could not find it. At one stage where I had wandered into a side passage, I come to the brink of what was undoubtedly a precipice. Judging by the echoes, there was foul air, and I felt increasing dizziness. Terrifying thoughts were racing through my mind about giant rock pythons I have seen around this mountain. As I crawled along, getting weaker and losing hope of ever coming out alive, I saw a tiny streak of light. It gave me super strength to worm my way towards a small cave mouth, half a mile from the one I had entered. Reaching the open air, I gulped in lungfuls of it and fell down exhausted. I later found that I had been underground for five hours, most of that time on my hands and knees. A king's ransom would not induce me to enter those caves again. Old local legends speak of demons, monsters, and huge reptiles, while modern-day alternative researchers claim it is artificially built and sets atop an underground empire populated by an extra or ultra-terrestrial race and an interdimensional gateway and time portal. Black Mountain is also said to have cavernous underground chambers that are purported to hold everything from alien bases to lost civilizations, ancient tombs, and priceless lost treasures. Some of the treasures said to reside within the depths of the many caves are lost stockpiles of gold, historic artifacts, and ancient texts. One of the stranger things said to lie under the mountain is a secret alien base from which UFOs emerge and which is inhabited by a race of reptilian alien-like humanoids that keep human slaves. Those who buy this far-out idea further explain that the arrangement of the boulders is obviously artificial and that the entire mountain was built by the aliens themselves. Others speculate that the boulders were laid down by some ancient lost civilization millennia ago, and that this society thrived deep under the mountain in an enormous hollowed-out domain. Some think such a civilization is still there. Other bizarre tales revolve around the strange beasts said to inhabit the mountain. Although it is true that the area is home to many unique and endemic species, these are tales of creatures lurking here 
but are far stranger than anyone can imagine in a nightmare. Within the craggy maze of intertwined boulders, there's said to lurk enormous pythons that are not shy about attacking human beings. There's also an enigmatic large cat-like predator known as the Queensland Tiger that is thought to prowl the area and has been blamed for cattle mauling and mutilations that have occurred in the surrounding area. A witness was traveling from Cooktown to Mariba for work at approximately 3.15 in the morning and traveling about 50 miles per hour. The witness describes, as he drove down the road just out of Black Mountain on the first big curve going left, his headlight struck what he was sure was a large black cat eating roadkill and it immediately dodged into undergrowth on the side of the road. The witness said that he's familiar with the cat family, and he's 99% sure that this was of similar size to a panther. The animal was said to be crouching and slinking, but was larger than any of the feral cats in the area, and as black as any of them. Occasional reports of large reptilian humanoids emerging from the underground tunnels and crevices have also surfaced from the mountain, Additionally, there are numerous stories of fleeting, shadowy shapes that stalk the mountain, but it's unclear whether those represent some kind of a real animal, or if they're more along the lines of a supernatural phenomenon, or maybe just a trick of shadow and light upon the black boulders. The Black Mountain may simply be a special and unique place with no hideous monsters or strong connection to aliens. The Black Mountain still should be considered a dangerous place to be, though. Those rocks shift, and getting out of the caves is not something that's easily done. The Black Mountain is still home for the Death Adder Snake, which is in the top five most poisonous snakes in the world. It's easy to believe that there's a labyrinth of underground tunnels within the Black Mountain, and this massive tunnel system is responsible for all of these vanishings that we've talked about. The caves have been described as being complex and highly unpredictable, full of treacherous sudden drops, yawning chasms, shifting, dropping, or even exploding rocks and boulders. Well, that's all a possibility. Then you've got unsteady footing and jagged, sharp walls. The brutal heat that beats down on those rocks confines the passages as well as an intermittent foul stench that comes from, well, nobody knows where. The wailing and moaning that comes from the darkness. Could that just be the wind and the weather, or could that be the souls of those lost there? And the hundreds of fluttering bats everywhere only further enhance the sense of danger and disorientation that is inherent to Black Mountain. A lot of cave explorers have described exploring the caves of Black Mountain as simply a singularly unpleasant experience that none wish to ever try again. Most tourists who visit Black Mountain National Park are content to view the foreboding mountain from a safe distance away. The Queensland Parks and Wildlife Services advises tourists and hikers to be properly prepared when entering its parks, but has no specific advice about cultural protocols. Jabalbina Yalanji, Aboriginal Corporation Chairperson Desmond Taylor said tourists should look for the signage and take Aboriginal-guided tours when visiting the country. For those interested in the beauty and mystery of the Black Mountain, there's a lookout just off the road, and that is as close as tourists 
should ever go. Visit the home of the Mountain Mysteries at www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com. Don't forget to join us every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and other locations for the Mountain Mysteries gatherings. And of course, our Mountain Mysteries podcast that you're listening to now. Well, apparently you found it. It's on Spotify, Apple, and most anywhere podcasts are found. And if you can, support us on Patreon. I'm Chris Sloan. Stay mysterious. If you enjoy the Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support the Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more. Studio Production.